Welcome to the Dark Femme Power Podcast. I am your host, Capricia Richards, life coach and sensuality breakthrough expert for high achieving women. On this podcast, we talk all about how to step into your full sensual feminine power as a powerful heart-centered woman. We have intimate conversations about life, relationships, business, and all aspects of what it means to be a feminine woman. Let's go ahead and get into today's episode. Hello, my loves. Welcome back to another episode on the Dark Femme Power podcast. I'm so glad to be back (laughs) on here. I'm glad you're back. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you're new here, welcome. I'm so... (sighs) excited to dive into today's episode. And what's funny is that I actually recorded this episode a few days ago. And I love when God and spirit has something more for me to say, right? Um, I love when God wants to almost like refine my words, refine my heart in a way in which it would better or best serve. And so, yeah, I recorded that that episode and it was a fabulous episode. But yeah, God just wanted me to add a few more things. And so I was like, let's go. And so today it just feels so right. So, so right. And so I'm so excited to dive into today's episode. So today we're going to be talking about how to turn procrastination into gold. Now, this is such a funny topic to be speaking on because I feel like procrastination is something that I feel like we've we've beaten the, the drum on, right? I feel like especially when you're in the personal d- development space, that's an area that a lot of us have focused on, right, is procrastinating. Why do we procrastinate? We can see it's there. We see the elephant in the room. I Hi, how are you? Like, And we, most of us have delved really deeply or somewhat into this area of procrastination and procrastinating and why we do that, right? And so as always on the podcast, I want to offer different perspectives, different things, different um, thoughts that have really shifted things, not just for me, but this has been a huge conversation coming up um, inside of my Dark Femme Queen group coaching program, which is going amazing, amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The women in there, I could not be more proud And it's just such a special group of women who are honest. They are leading themselves. They're leading each other. It's a space of vulnerability. And it just feels so good to be doing this work with these women. And it just feels like a space of such like expansion and co-creation and love and joy and happiness and just so just so much is happening. And so anyways, one of the conversations that we've been having is around procrastinating and why we why why we do that thing. Right. And how do you actually overcome it? And so I wanted to bring that to the to the podcast today because I mean this this is a topic for if if not all of us can relate to in some way shape or form, right? And so I want to offer a different perspective when it comes to procrastinating because I know for me I definitely used to I guess struggle with procrastinating and just constantly 
asking and beating myself up on like, why does it take me so long to do something? Or why do I wait until the last minute to do stuff? And I would get so down on myself. And I know so many other people do until I shifted my mindset around this. And it was more than a mindset shift, to be honest. It was more of a... It was more of a, I have a duty and it's bigger than me. I am going to be listening to God and I'm going to be moving in God's will. And when God says to go, I'm going to go. And when I shifted my perspective like that, that is when everything changed. So inside of this episode, I'm going to be breaking down Again, a different way to look at procrastinating. What's like some real underlying things that are happening that's actually not procrastinating, but we call it procrastinating. Um, And the five main things that you can do right now to turn your procrastination, quote unquote, and turn it into gold, right? And really alchemize this word or this feeling like this, this space of shame almost that we have created (laughs) around this and turn that shit into gold in your life. All right. So let's go ahead and dive in the perspective shift that I want you to make. So many times when we talk about procrastination, it has this air of laziness, right? It has this air of, oh, you can't get your stuff together. Like, like, get it together. Come on. You know, like, just do the thing. (laughs) Right. And the perspective shift that I want to offer you and something that I have greatly seen within not just myself, but, you know, I've had the pleasure of working with so many women, particularly high achieving women. And what I have noticed is that there is such a deep wanting and yearning to get it right, right? A lot of times when we are just so passionate about wanting to change the world, wanting to impact our communities, wanting to just do something in the world of substance, right? We want to, whatever creations that we put out into the world, we want to make sure that it feels right, that it is coming out in the way that came through in like our hearts and our minds, right? So oftentimes when someone is dealing with procrastinating, it's not that someone is lazy. Oftentimes what I have found is someone just wants to get it right, right? You care so much about the way that people feel. You want people to feel good, right? And not that we should care, right? Not that we should care so much and have people's opinions and perceptions be so deeply influential over us. But at the end of the day, we are human beings And if you are, you know, someone who considers themselves somewhat of a leader in whatever space that you're in, you want your words, you want whatever it is that you put out into the world to feel how it is that you want people to to feel it, right? And so I want you to understand that about yourself, that you care so deeply that you are often waiting for the perfect time and the perfect moment and the perfect tempo so that it feels the most accurate to what it is that you're envisioning. Okay, so give yourself like that sigh of relief, like, oh, okay, it's not something that I'm just like doing to do to do. And we'll talk a little bit more about that. So again, oftentimes, most times when we are experiencing, we call it procrastinating. Sometimes we care so much 
about getting it right and wanting it to feel right that we are in this space of inaction right where we don't do anything but at some point you have to be willing to answer the calling right and i know you know you know what i mean when i say answer the calling right Here's the thing is that depending on where you are in your journey, depending on your insight, your relationship to uh, your faith, your relationship to yourself, right? You are going to really start understanding what your calling is here, right? In this lifetime. And a lot of times we will see the calling, we'll hear the calling and we'll just kind of like, hmm. So there's two things that I that I have noticed when it comes to procrastinating. There's two, think of it like two categories of the reason you are probably procrastinating on a certain thing or a certain someone or a certain decision, right? Number one is oftentimes we think we're not ready for the thing. And I'll give you a perfect example. So one of the ladies inside of the Dark Femme group coaching program, we were having some conversations back and forth in the DMs. And one of the things that she said was she was like, I know this would be so good for me. She's like, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to follow through. And this is such a perfect example of when we know that like our bodies, everything is calling us towards something. It feels right. It feels congruent. But yet we are perceiving our own limitations so much bigger than what it is that it is it that it actually is. And yes, it might take some work, but we are so afraid to even play in that realm because we're afraid that we're not going to be able to measure up because what we have created in our minds of what we need to do to get to where it is that we are is so big and so monumental, this huge mountain that we have to climb over. And so we stay stagnant. We stay stuck. We stay just talking about the things and, you know, doing the, the light layer stuff and, and making ourselves feel as though we're taking action and sure you are taking action but when you know what it is that you're supposed to do and you're not doing it you're gonna feel it (laughs) right you're gonna feel it and we're gonna talk a little bit more about this the second reason why people oftentimes procrastinate is because the thing you're procrastinating on is not for you it is not for you. And this tends to show up quite often in work. I see this a lot at work. I have even, this is a filter that I run myself through in my own work, right? If I find myself like just dragging something, like like there's no energy, especially when it comes to understanding your human design, being a generator type, being a manifesting generator, and really understanding how your response works. I know for me, yes, things aren't always going to feel like, oh my God, yes, 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 yes. And I could work on this forever and da, 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 right? But it's a different kind of feeling when, when there's no life force being generated doing the specific thing. So I'll give you an example. Doing this podcast gives me so much freaking life. (laughs) Like this podcast gives me so much life, so much life versus if I'm doing something else and I feel just like, why the hell am I doing this? This does not make any sense. Oh my gosh. I remember when I was, um, when I was writing my book, my How to Build Your Plate book. I have a book on Amazon. This was when I was a holistic nutritionist and 
I wrote a book and I remember when I was going through like the design process and the writing process, it took a long time. Like it was really, really tedious, but it was still so exciting. Like I would stay up all night working on it because I was just so excited about it, right? So that's how you'll know that like something is for you, right? Especially when you're a generator type in human design is you're feeling like you're getting life back from this thing. Even though you're exerting your energy and exerting your time, it feels like it's it's giving something back to you. If something is feeling like, oh my God, this is a big undertaking. Oh my gosh, this is just such a big overhaul. It could be two things and we'll get into that, right? But for the most part, if you're feeling just like massive resistance to doing some kind of work, it's not for you. I'll give you an example of this. So I was on a coaching call with one of my clients the other week and we were talking about all of the things that she has to do. So she has some projects that she really, really wants to pursue. She wants to open up a retreat center. She wants to get into photography. Just... Uh, So many beautiful things, right? And so on the call, she was like, I just, I like, I feel like I don't have control over my time. Like I just have so much to do. And so I had her map out all of the things that she's doing. And we went down the list and I'm like, do you want to do this? She was like, well, you know, I said, do you want to do this? She was like, no, X, next. Do you want to do this? She's like, no next (laughs) right and so she 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 got it she got what we were doing by the end of the by the end of the thing right and so by the end of the exercise there was only like three things out of like the 15 that she listed that she's currently doing on the list and I she looked at it and she was like that feels so good she was like those things like the three things that are left and the funny thing is is that those three things that were left were in the direction of exactly where it is that she wants to go and so oftentimes we need to answer that calling as well of when something is no longer for you right because some something could have given you life once and it's it's not giving you life anymore right and you need to be able to answer that calling of when god is calling you to go in a different direction right it's time to leave that thing bless it and release it right and move on to the next assignment so now let's get into the five things The five main things that I want you to do right now that's going to help you to turn procrastinating, that procrastinating energy that I'm stuck in time, I'm frozen, I can't do anything, I just feel so overwhelmed. How are you going to turn that energy into gold and literally make procrastinating your B-I-T-C-H, all right? Where the word procrastination isn't even in your vocabulary anymore. Like, we don't know her, (laughs) okay? So the first thing that you want to be looking at is what does your circle look like? Are you in spaces where you can be seen for your highest potential and then also held accountable? Are you in spaces where you are seen for your higher potential vision and then are you able to be held accountable here's the thing about when you answer your calling it feels scary (laughs) right 
intuitively, we know the consequences that come from answering the calling. And I use the word consequences very lightly. We understand that when we answer the calling, we're now going to have to be consistent. We're now going to have to answer to someone. We're now going to have to back up what it is that we're saying with action. And sometimes that feels scary. Sometimes we feel inadequate. Sometimes we feel like, oh my gosh, like, do I have enough energy for this? Right? And this is where your circle comes in. Having a group of people who are also on a similar trajectory who are also doing scary things that make you have to rely more so on your faith, make you rely more on your faith. And I know you know you know what I mean when I say that, right? You, you, you know what that vision is in your own life. When you are on the path where you finally answered your calling, it's going to require you to rely more on your faith, okay? And you're going to want to have people in your community, people in your space. You are going to want to be in spaces that other people understand that as well. These people see your bigness. These people can hold you and support you when you're doing the scary things. And you can come to the group and and just literally share like, oh my God, these are like my actual fears, right? The things that you wouldn't share like online to just any and everyone, right? Your your soul community, like that that core tribe, you need to have that in, in, in your arsenal. I'm telling you right now, I am telling you right now, you need support on your journey. We cannot go through this. We cannot go through this alone. And I will be the first one to say, I used to go through life. Oh, I can do like, I don't need anyone. Like I've, you know, I've got enough energy. Like I can back myself up. And that carried me only but for so long, (laughs) right? And then you start to realize that you need something deeper than yourself. Because when you answer your calling, it's going to feel, it feels vulnerable, right? It will have you in some of the most vulnerable feelings that you have ever experienced. And you need to have some sort of community, some sort of accountability that's going to help you to stay in it. That's going to help you to, that's going to hold you while you're walking to that finish line. All right. So that's the first thing. What does your circle look like? And I want you to be mindful, like really, truly look at your circle because something else that we subconsciously do is we hang around spaces and we hang around people that make us feel so good. They make us feel so good and they allow us to play in our smallness and they allow us to just, it's okay, you'll get there, it's okay. And I'm telling you that you need people who will nourishingly, who will nourishingly call you up and say, babe, I get it. I see you. I know it's, it. I know it's big and it's scary and it's like, ah, and you freaking got it. Let's go. You need that in your corner if you want to truly break this procrastination and turn it into gold. You need that. The second thing, this one is a really big one and I want you to really listen into this one. You need to know when it's time for deeper healing and when it's time to take the damn action. I have been noticing this more and more and more, right? Especially because I work with with people who are so self-aware, right? 
And the thing about self-awareness is we are often so, so damn aware of every little thing about about us, right? We know all the isms. We know the things that we do. Yes, I procrastinate because of this, right? All of my clients will rattle off to me why they do what they do, <laughs> right? So it's not like like anyone is coming in green. They're totally unaware of themselves, right? And the trap that I see a lot of people in, not just my my clients, but just in general, the trap that I see a lot of people reoccurring in is thinking that I need more healing. 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 I had one of my clients. We went through so many like just techniques and different things, but really focusing more so on action, right? And on one of our sessions, she was like, oh, can we do um, can we do more like NLP? And I'm like, babe, I love you so much. You don't need any more NLP, <laughs> right? You don't need any more freaking NLP. You need to take some damn action. So I am lovingly calling you up on this one. I need you to get really, really honest, right? I need you to get really honest about am I ready to take the action after I have, yes, done done the self-awareness, Yes, done the deeper inner work. Yes, figured out my subcon- my where these things are hidden subconsciously. Yes, absolutely. You guys know I'm a proponent of that. Then after that, you need to be ready to take some action, ma'am. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to be ready to take some action. Because here's the thing is that a loop that we can get stuck in is when you are taking in so much information and, oh my God, I read this book today and I finished it. Oh my God, I bought this book on Amazon today and I'm going to read this book and I'm doing all of this research and I have this therapist session and I have this coaching session and you're doing all of this stuff, it feels like you're taking action, right? It feels like you are changing your life. But in actuality, you're just gathering insight into yourself. That is step one, right? The next step is to take all of that delicious, juicy information and insight that you have gathered about you and then put it out into the world, put it into action. And this is where a lot of people get tripped up is they stop at step one. So I want you to get really honest about that one. The third thing of how you're going to turn procrastinating into gold is what does your relationship to consistency look like? Here's the thing is how we do one thing is typically how we do most things, right? And so when you are procrastinating in one area of your life, I want you to notice and take inventory of, hmm, Where else is this showing up? Because one plus one will typically equal two, all right? So the best way to start building that delicious consistency for yourself is to start small. Start with with things that are digestible. I was having a conversation with one of the ladies today in the group program about literally dumbing these big things that we want to do. Dumb it the hell down, okay? Give it to me on a toddler level. I want to tie my shoes today. That's my goal. I want to tie my shoes every single day for a week. That is my goal. I want to brush my teeth twice a day for a week. That's my goal. See, the thing is about consistency is that you just need to show it in one area of your life. That's all it takes. 
takes. That's literally all it takes. I'm doing the 75 hard challenge right now. I'm on day 30 and it has been such a beautiful way for me to show myself, show my body, show my mind how much consistency can feel good, right? And how approachable it can feel. There were some things that I um, shifted within the the 75 heart challenge. If you don't know what it is, it's basically a mindset. They call it like a mindset agility program where for 75 days, you basically have to work out 45. uh, You have to do two 45 minute workouts. You have to drink a gallon of water. You have to read 10 pages of a nonfiction book. You have to take daily progress photos and different things like that, right? And so when it came to the workouts, I knew for me that something that I really wanted to focus focus on in this season of my life was working on my relationship with running. Running has been a huge area of sensitivity for me because I had gotten like a lot of just like subconscious trauma from running, being in college and oh my gosh, like the memory was just ingrained in my mind. We had to run an eight minute mile, right? At the beginning of the uh, preseason and I would never make the time. I would never make the time. I would always always come in at like 826, 830. And I just remembered like the look on my coach's face. Like every time I just, I couldn't make it. Like I would, I would stop like instead of just like slowing down, you know, to catch my breath, to like stay, like keep the consistency of the pace. I would just stop and start walking. Right. And I would beat myself up so much of like, why can't I just keep going? Like, what's wrong with me? And just beating myself up over this thing, right? And that in itself created so much just trauma for running. And so I used to stare clear from like longer distance running. So in this season of my life, I was like, I want to lovingly and nourishingly conquer this this thing. And so I knew that for the 75 hard challenge, I knew that I wanted to, I wanted that to be one of my challenges. And so for my two workouts, I would do, one of my workouts would be a 45 minute workout and it's been Pilates. It's for the most part, it's been Pilates, like at home Pilates, YouTube University. And it has been so amazing because it makes the challenge feel a lot more digestible, right? It's not like I gearing up to go to battle and I have to be in the gym every single day lifting these heavy weights. And because I used to be a personal trainer, I understand the importance of rest and recovery. And so I love that I have that I have started the challenge more so on a more digestible way, right? And now that I'm like in the groove, I'm 30 days in, I'm in a headspace now to where I'm like, okay, I'm ready to amp it up, right? I'm ready to freaking amp it up. Like we we could we could put a little bit more in here, right? And so that's one of my workouts. And then for my second workout, because you have to do two 45-minute workouts a day, my second workout is to run a mile or walk for 45 minutes. Now, obviously running a mile is not going to take 45 minutes. So technically, oh my God, I'm not doing the challenge correctly. But for me, that is a is an area of like personal, something that I personally want to conquer for myself, right? And it has been so nourishing. It has been so nourishing. I am like in love with running now. 
I'm in love with running now because I started slow. I didn't, you know, tell myself, you have you have to make the mile in this time. I literally just built up consistency by just practicing to keep running, right? Even if I'm even if I, I have to, you know, I'm running at a slower pace, that's okay because it's all about just keep going. And it has built up so much momentum in my life. And guess what? It has created this ripple effect in every area of my life, right? So again, all you need is evidence in one area of your life that you get to be consistent. So now your system is like, oh, we're just consistent. Like that's just what we do. And naturally, you're going to be more inclined to getting the things done that it is that you need to get done, right? Because, and this is the analogy that I love to use with my clients and I want to share it with you here today. Whenever we are trying to get to our next level, there, I want you to imagine a a a barbed wire fence in the middle. I want you to imagine an, an electric fence in the middle. And in order to get to the other side, well, we've got to climb over the, the electric fence, right? We have to climb over the electric fence. And so many times we are so afraid of the shock. We are just anticipating, oh my God, it's going to hurt so bad. I'm like, oh my God, oh, I don't want to do it. Ah! And we sit there just looking at the fence and we're like, oh my God, that's going to hurt so much. And we build up all of this momentum. And so we never even try. We never even try. Versus when you are just, you just gear up yourself and you're like, I'm ready for fucking war. Like, let's go. And you charge at that fence and you climb over that fence and you end up on the other side. You're like, that's it. That's literally it. That's what I was <laughs> creating nightmares for myself for. Like, what the hell? That was, I'm not going to say it wasn't easy or it didn't hurt, but like, I built up all of that for what? I built up all of that self talk and, oh, maybe I'll just stay over here. I built up all of that for what? Right? So, this is what I want you to start playing with, start rendezvousing with. That's the literal word that I use with, with my client today is how can you rendezvous about the quote unquote pain? The great thing about it is that when you cross that fence, that's it. <laughs> you don't got to climb back over it because you're not going back over there. All right. So, that's a great analogy. Um, that I want you to to take into consideration here. The fourth thing that will help you to turn procrastination into gold and literally make it your bitch is, are you addicted? Are you addicted? And hear me out. Are you addicted to things being complicated? Are you addicted to suffering? Are you addicted to drama? This has been a conversation also in my group as well. A lot of times subconsciously and for, you know, a lot of people this, you know, this stems from from childhood, how we grew up, the environment that we grew up in. If we, you know, have been used to a lot of chaos and just like a, a turbulent upbringing, a lot of times we will subconsciously create that for ourselves, right? If you, you know, another example is if you grew up where you had a lot of responsibilities as a child, right? In our adult lives, we will create unknowingly we will create all of this work for ourselves to where 
we find ourselves saying, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed. Oh my gosh, I have all of these things to do. Oh my gosh, I just need a break. Oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, right? Because we are subconsciously addicted to that feeling because it's very familiar. And a lot of times we're... we're okay with that right a lot of we'll say like oh my gosh I like just I want more time on my hands right I want to be able to pursue this thing I want to be able to to pursue I don't know entrepreneurship and get out of my nine to five like there's so many things that we say we want to do but saying it feels better than actually taking the action to doing it to actually letting the things go so you can do it right because you're more so focused on the pain and what what's what it's going to feel like to let those things go than to just release with ease and do the thing release the drama with ease and do the thing so this is something we have been um saying in the group lately is how can you remove the drama. Oh my God, I just have so many things to do. What does your time management look like, right? Do you have things on your to-do list that you don't need to be doing, right? The things that you're actually, that you actually need to be doing that will put you to where it is that you want to do, are you actually doing those things, right? Something that I love about uh, my coaching spaces is I always give my clients some sort of homework or assignment that they they have to work on, right? Because that creates that accountability for you. And so again, going back to the, the the first thing that I said is what does your community look like? What does your um accountability look like? The last thing that I want to say on this is that if I know anything in action is what will build up the craziest amount of anxiety than you actually doing the thing. Sitting there and thinking about all of the things that you have to do and how it's going to feel and how it's going to look and that's going to build up way more anxiety than you actually just 54321ing it and getting it done. And my fifth and final point of how you're going to turn procrastination into gold, make it your bitch so that you can get to where it is that you want to go, get to your next level with literally ease. And when I say ease, obviously the whole journey is not going to feel easy, but it's going to have less resistance if you follow these steps. The last one here is, are you building your capacity? Are you building your capacity to be someone who is in action, right? Are you building your capacity to be someone who is in action? The main way that I have found that you're going to do this, and it's so simple, it's sillily simple, is are you doing what is being asked of you? So in the beginning of this podcast, I shared with you my own relationship with procrastination and how I used to just beat myself up. Why am I waiting so long to do something? Until I started to have more conversations with God and until I made a commitment to God and I was like, God, I'm on your team, okay? You just let me know where to go and I'm going to go. Because literally y'all, God, spirit has brought me through some knee drop moments in my 
life. And it's funny because it wasn't until I really restored and strengthened my relationship with with God and my faith. I just, I really understand what that relationship looks like and what it's meant to be, right? And like I said, we're not meant to be on this journey alone. You're not meant to be doing these things just off of the, off of the, the power of your will, right? So use the divine downloads that it is that you're getting, okay? So I have this commitment with God where I'm like, God, you tell me what decisions you want me to make, you tell me where where to go, you tell me when it's time to go, and I will follow you. And it has it has not led me astray to this day. And so again, back to this last point here is the only way you will build your capacity to being someone who can take action. And when I say take action, this action is not always in the limelight, right? This action is is not always what everyone else is going to see. Let me tell y'all something. This has been the year I have been probably the least active on social media, especially on Instagram. And I have taken so much like deep action that you will never understand. <laughs> you will never, never, ever understand because I have just been in such obedience to what God wants me to do and what God wants to do in my life right and literally just just being a student of life literally and well we'll we'll never see these things right and and apply this to your own life you will have to take action that that people will never see so the only way that you're again to wrap this up the only way you're gonna build capacity to be someone who is an action taker is to just simply listen that's literally it just simply listen all right So you guys, I think that's it for this episode. This feels so good. This feels so, so good. Again, this is such a great example of just allowing God and spirit to let me know what is what, you know, and I'm just, I'm really happy with this episode. I feel like I said everything that I wanted to say. And yeah, also you guys, we are celebrating 100,000 downloads on the podcast. So, so, so exciting. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for tuning in. I always love when you guys send me a quick message. Let me know what episode resonated with you. Let me know why it resonated with you. I love, love, love having uh, these conversations with you guys. And if you're interested on joining the next round of the Dark Femme Power group coaching program, it's a three-month group coaching program where we explore the six main facets of your life when it comes to being an influential woman in your life in the online space we talk about it all we talk about your influential blueprint what makes you uniquely you what does your unique feminine energy look like we talk about money and business and doing business in a way that is designed specifically for you We talk about relationships. We talk about sensuality and pleasure and just so much more. So if you guys are interested in that, go ahead and send me a message on Instagram and letting me know, hey, Capricia, I'm interested in the three-month group coaching program. Could you tell me a little bit more about it? It sounds like something I would be interested in and we'll have a chat, all right? My Instagram handle is Caprivana, C-A-P-R-I-V-A-N-A-A, two A's at the end. And I'll see you guys on the next episode. Bye.